3: Welcome oh, in. Uh, happy Friday. I just look at the day here at 15, and I'm like, are we seriously that close to halfway done on the year? Is 2020 almost into this, the calendar month of six? And the answer is yeah. Halfway to Christmas, halfway to the election, whatever you want to say, we're getting The it, 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 it's all starting squeezed together. It just goes to show you, you have few, fewer months, less time than you think to save for retirement. Because, holy smokes, the year's almost halfway over. Didn't it just start, weren't we just in that, that bear market? And it's like, holy smokes, the year's halfway over. Stories of note. Coronavirus is making airfares more expensive but cruises are cheaper than ever. Huh. How do I want to process that? Travel industry has been decimated by COVID-19. Is that fair to say? I was getting into almost a a fight with my loved one about, when do you think the economy reopens to travel? And I think I do too much of this for a living. I'm too close to it because I was like, I'm not feeling good. I'm not really feeling all that good. People aren't flying. They're not cruising over the high seas or through the high seas or whatever you do through the high seas. Isn't a high sea like this? Ah! I know you're saying that sounds like Keanu Reeves. No, 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 no. Of course not. So cruise operators are offering deals in an attempt to get people back in. I think I saw and I think I talked to you maybe it was a week ago. Carnival's going to do five cruises from five super easy ports, i.e. you can drive there. It's not necessarily you have to fly there kind of thing. They're doing it for $29 a night for five nights. So it comes out to like $140 for a five-night cruise. You're like, how do they do that? It's almost like you want to put all the homeless people on the cruise for five nights to say, see you in five days. I think that's not very nice I was a little surprised to see how the city of San Francisco has been dealing with homeless during COVID they're buying them a lot of hotel rooms which brings up the interesting thought of why not turn out anyway a cruise line into a hotel right American Airlines Delta United all of them are up about 11%. I see that as an issue with the restaurant industry in 2020 and beyond. Restaurants are going to go from 50 seats to about 24 in a restaurant. If you're a restaurant owner, you tend to need to make your tables get three or four sittings in a day. One of the things I think is going to happen is, and I don't know, we really don't know how this looks when it starts back up. I see restaurants staying open longer in an attempt to spread out seatings, in an attempt to spread out um, infections. I see myself wanting to go at 4 o'clock before the crowds come at 5, especially if I can get a table in a non-crowded restaurant, especially if I can get a table that's been recently cleaned, especially so we're starting to see how this is going to look. I think you're going to see a price increase if a restaurant doesn't get people coming in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, getting those tables turned at off-peak hours. I I, I just don't see how the economy roars back. Trust me, there's so much cheap stimulus. Buy stocks when they're down you know, 500, 600 points a day. If you believe that, that stimulus is going to push us forward, and I do, there's too much of it out there. They say never fight the Fed. In this case, don't fight the Fed or fight stimulus, especially when it's the biggest that's ever happened in, in the history of history. Now, there's some bad news out there today. I know you're saying, I'm going to kill the messenger today. Please don't kill the messenger of bad news. Well, here's some bad news. Please don't kill me, okay? (laughs) Retail sales slid 16.4% in April. Hoo-wee, that's the most ever. Consumer slash their spending on one hand, I want to say congratulations, people. You really didn't need all that crap that you bought in March. On the other hand, I want to go, guys. I I make a living on saying the same thing over and over and again. If people have a job, they support the economy. If the economy does its job and gets supported, then corporations ultimately can do well. Well, Wait, so 30 million jobs lost now in the last two months. On top of that, you're telling me retail sales are down 16.4% the most ever? Here's why that's a bad bad sign. In the short term. Again, we're saving more and I congratulate you on that. Dear consumer, I tip this Budweiser light to you. <laughs> like, don't give me a Budweiser light. But why? So, April retail sales, oh, by the way again, retail sales are so 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 important. this is actually one of those economic statistics data points that I'm going, this is not great. Consumer spending makes up about 70% of total U.S. economic output. We got a great big convoy trucking down the line. We don't need the truckers if we're not spending goods in the stores, right? So the elbow is connected to the knee bone. April retail sales are the best look investors have gotten into the economic damage, carnage, turmoil that has been caused by the coronavirus. Tanking gasoline prices were a drag on retail sales. As we've seen in reports elsewhere, like the Consumer Price Index, the CPI. I like the CPI a little bit more than talking about the PPI, the Producer Price Index, because I'd rather talk to you about the consumer. It makes more sense to you. But on occasion when there's something inflationary in the producer price index, I I, I I note it. And I talk about it in large part because the producer price index tends to see inflation passed on to the consumer price index. Um, not always, but it can happen. So that, that would be one of my signs it's negative. J Cruz declared bankruptcy. J.C. Penney's has missed an interest payment. So the retailers, if we're not spending out there, and they have a monthly lease or a big pile of debt, they need to service that debt. Otherwise, they go bankrupt and or they miss an interest payment. Best Buy is out there. Electronics and appliances, furniture sellers like Restoration Hardware saw sales fall about 60%. Holy mackerel. Like, whoa. But get this, of course. Of course, online retail sales last month up 8.4%. But that couldn't zap the the loss of consumer strength elsewhere. I'm Rob Black, and all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.
1: making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
3: KDOW. Happy Friday. Hasn't been the best week on Wall Street. Almost a week of reckoning with earnings and future economic output has kind of set in. Maybe we hit a bit of a wall. You've done that before, right? Whether it be with your nerves or with your lifestyle, you're like... I need a day off. We've kind of hit that on Wall Street. Taking a little bit, we've pushed it a little too far. And maybe it's a little too far up. We've had two billionaires this week come out and say, this is the most expensive stock market I've ever seen in my life. Thank you very much, Stanley, Drunken Miller. Drunken Miller? Drunken Miller. Thanks very much for bringing that up and reminding everyone that we've gone had a great month of March and April. I get it. Wait, wait. Are we in May now? Yeah, the year is almost halfway over. House Democrats earlier this week released a roughly 3 billion dollar 3 billion. No, 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 no. 3 trillion dollar bill to combat the health and economic impacts of the pandemic. Republicans aren't Biden yet. When does the economy need that extra tickle tickle? And politicians figure out, like, hey, we can just print money for our district. It'll happen. I'm got the full faith and confidence that Congress has never met a dollar that they didn't love, and they've recently learned, wait, you can print dollars. That ain't so shabby. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Each calls in the air. Retail sales plunged sixteen point four percent. That's a record. Far worse than predicted. JCPenney makes a $17 million interest payment as it explores bankruptcy. Jacques Ponti. When I was a small child, there was two catalogs that were like gold. The Sears Christmas catalog and the JCPenney's Christmas catalog. And my dad basically had a system where you got to go in and what's it called? Dog earring when you bend a page and circle something you wanted. And Santa would read that copy. He would scan it through the, the 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 airwaves or whatever. He would see the dog-marked page that circled your most favorite thing. And for me, mine was women's clothing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're saying an eight-year-old kid wanted women's clothing? No. Uh, I like the toy section, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I feel a little nostalgic when I see a JCPenney's. But on the other hand, again, don't you wish I'd cut my hand off? And then I can only say, well, I really like J.C. Penney's stores. <laughs> but I don't. I've been in them. And you're like, it's nostalgic. But no, it's not. It's a poor man's Walmart. It just, it's shabby. There's nothing wrong with that. But how does it distinguish itself? How does it survive, so to speak? How does it thrive in an era of Amazon? And wasn't Bill Miller's call on Amazon that it could triple in the next three years? Wasn't that slightly kind of almost intriguing fascinating? Because, like, it would just when you think, like, yeah, 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 like Amazon I never bought it. I didn't believe it back in the day because, like, who's who's going to buy books? Books, I knew books were a thing, but that's what they delivered. They delivered books. Whoops. Real estate sector was the worst performer recently. And Twitter yesterday and the day before, we started disseminating this information that they said their employees could work from home forever. Not just during the shelter-in-place orders, but forever. And I said to myself, something that rhymes with the word puck, hockey puck, I said, whoa, the commercial real estate Market doesn't realize what just happened. Did Jack Dorsey just say that people can work at home forever? And then I said that word again. I'm like, whoa. D- does the commercial real estate not realize this could change the world? And I'm not going to go that bold on you. But if more people work from home, there's no doubt it'll mean less traffic. Less car pollution. I'm a believer that cars do lead to global warming or toxins in the air or maybe more sunburns, ozone issues. So if people are working at home, think about the money that a corporation saves. If you have to pay for a CFP or a CPA or you have to pay for an employee at a real office, there is a cost of that desk. For instance, I work for Kron. I I said, hey, if you want to compensate me with any perks, give me an office. So I have an office in San Francisco, California. California, basically an, an awesome business world for me. In San Francisco, like one of the greatest cities in the world. So office space is super important. So when Jack Dorsey at Twitter says, you may never have to – you don't ever have to get back to work. He said, we've basically built a company around the idea that you all have computers and you have the internet. Therefore, you don't have to come back. He's probably going to save like $3,000 a month, $2,000 a month per desk. That's not stupid. Then again, you're like, my business gets done with a handshake, Robert. No, it doesn't. I, don't, I really don't think coming out of this, some people predicting the death of the handshake. And I'm like, I'm for that. Airline tickets up 10%. That's pretty crazy. That's inflation. And that's like where we fear we're moving towards. You don't want inflation, trust me. You also don't want disinflation or deflation. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Yesterday I was talking a little bit about voice assistance and how we're really, really, this pandemic, tech was ready for it. Because we had already started moving towards you know robotic voice chats, right? We've already started moving towards pay at the pop. We already started moving towards... Um, you know, wireless payments with your phone, Bluetooth payments. If you haven't used them, you're, you're you're like, holy mackerel! You mean I don't have to pull something out of my wallet now? And you, maybe it was the COVID scenario that like opened you up. But I think voice assistance may play a big role moving forward. I think you're going to see more kiosks. Um, I see a day where if you have an app with like a Home Depot or a Lowe's. They'll give you 10% off, but they'll also fire people in the store, making you use that app to earn your reward. So instead of having someone pointing you to where the point paint department is, I see voice assistance. I see it. Let's hide behind the COVID-19. Let's save money. Let's, let's uh, turn everything as digital as we can. The idea of a consumer being a part of a retailer's rewards program inside the app is attractive to the retailers. But also they could they will let go of people down the road. Do people really want that person, the door greeter? Or they just want to find their stuff? So pretty interesting thing on how uh, restaurants are gonna reopen. It's going to be a lot slower of a process, people. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm Rob Black.
1: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
3: Okay, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all thing things financial money, investing and more. This weekend, they're going to release a new Scooby-Doo film. Scooby-Doo was probably my favorite as a kid. I don't know. I was partial to Daphne. Like, I think I had a crush on a cartoon character growing up as a child. I wasn't a Velma person. I like Velma's smarts and everything, but the baggy sweater is just, it was too goth of a look for me. It's going to be $25 to watch a, a, a Scooby Doo movie. They're saying basically, well, we know that you would maybe some of you would go to the movie theater. No chance. It's Scooby Doo. But since you're all locked up, we're going to charge you $25 for a pay per view. Uh, oh, well, that's, that's my plans for the weekend, right? I. It's a new reality. It's, it's a different way of spending money. Let's bring in CFP. CFP? No, he's not a CFP. It's Tony Mendez, com. I wish he was a CFP, but he's not a CFP. He's a mortgage guy, and with current mortgage situations, you can manage what you own, stocks and bonds, but you can also manage what you owe – a mortgage and your monthly payments, a smaller monthly payment in time of COVID sounds pretty attractive to me. What are you seeing in the world of mortgages? Tony Mendez, com. Tony? Good morning. Hello. Hello. What's up in the world of mortgages, Tony?
2: Uh, well, we're hitting all-time low rates again. I think oh. a lot of people are seeing that in the headlines. Uh, that's kind of fueling a lot of the refinance activity we're actually seeing twice as much volume in refinance applications than we did last year which is good I mean that's part of the whole I'm not a CFP but I work with CFPs and that's part of like their their plan I'm getting actually a lot more calls from people trying to figure out if like the 15 or the 20 year works or the 30 year we've actually seen a lot of people because the rates are so low go you know what I'm not so sure about my income in the future maybe I'll take my 15 year and go to a 30. So we're seeing a little bit of both right now, but those low rates do offer people opportunities to manage that debt. And it is the largest debt that most people have.
3: Yeah, that payment is a killer in times of distress in the economy and distress in the job market, which is the driving story right now. How does the job market potentially go into unemployment of 25% or at roughly 15% right now? How does the job market go up to twenty five percent? What's that do to someone like you, a mortgage lender, a person who gives someone six hundred thousand dollars with the basic idea of you have a job, right? There, there's well, some criteria in it. so how's the job dilemma playing into your world?
2: Well that's that's the the downside of the market right now. It's, it, it really is a, it, it can affect the way that lenders qualify you now. Rates, not so much. It's about the way they qualify. For example, a lot of jumbo lenders have just stopped doing jumbos. A lot of equity line companies, they've stopped doing equity lines. They can't do anything about what's happened in the past. They already know that there's going to be some forbearance issues because of the CARE Act. That actually just got extended again through, I believe, June of 2020, uh, 2021. So they're, they're fearful of that. The only thing they can do is control what they, the, the new stuff that they bring in. So they're really tight on the way they verify employment, the way they verify your assets. They've increased credit score requirements, down payment requirements in a lot of cases. So they, they can only do and react to the future of this, you know, higher unemployment. Um, mm. all, all I can say is it's just, it's harder to get a loan right
3: now. Yeah, I, I I kind of imagine it's like going to the doctor as a male gets older, and they they eventually say, okay, you need to drop your trousers and turn around. And you're like, what? Wait, 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 wait. aren't you just going to put a stethoscope on my heart? And like, isn't that it? It's like, nope. I have to imagine it's more of a process to get alone but, it, but time, is, is it, it like
2: has eased in some cases where fannie may said okay if you do qualify and we can prove yeah. you're employed we we might not need an interior appraisal we'll do an exterior we're getting more appraisal waivers um okay. still lower documentation for those higher qualified people so um when you do qualify it's getting a little easier but for the people who are on the edge or might have lower i have a lot of clients have lost hours during the week but they're still employed those are people who are struggling as well.
3: Yeah, I have to imagine the paperwork you're getting on job verification is, how shall we say, a little different. You're just getting an HR person on the phone these days. Oh, um, they don't want to see you kind of cool. thing. Yeah, yeah, It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at loansource.com It's bayarealonesource.com. He's a personal friend of mine, but he's also a good business person as far as managing what you owe. You can, you can change your life by getting a better degree or having better opportunities in education, which will manage what you earn, managing what you own during a downturn. I hope you looked at your portfolio in March and said, what the hell was I thinking by about at least one thing you owned? I don't know if it was a, a low-rate environment, high-yield interest rate fund from the Prussia. I know you're like, Prussia? Where the hell's Prussia? And you're like, why did I buy this? I don't even remember buying it. And in March, you looked at your portfolio and you said, like, I don't – I should let this go. And I hope you improve things because things were on sale. Are we going back to those lower levels? I don't think so. It would take bad news that is stupendously bad for a period of time that's longer than we're expecting. And for me, I'm expecting 12 months of just nothing but poop. So it's like, hey, let's have late and I know poop. It's like it's nothing but poop. So the question is, we have so much stimulus. At what point does the bad news turn into that's not enough stimulus? It's going to be a prolonged scenario, not necessarily a definition of a number because we're building in expectations of 25% unemployment. Should you rethink your retirement strategy? Yes. I think, I, I think what could potentially come out of COVID could be an opportunity to make a lot of money in your portfolio. As we shift more towards telemedicine, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We know we can do it now. As we shift more towards teleeducation, we don't have to send our kids to college, and they don't have to hang out at fraternities and sororities on a Friday night. It's a beautiful thing that it's a rite of passage. It's a, a teenage, like, go to college, fall in love, do your first kegger, maybe get interviewed by the police. It's a rite of passage that costs a lot of money. Live on your own with a roommate. You like each other. You kind of bond with each other. You're like, oh, I never knew that about your country. Oh, I never knew that about your country. Oh, I never knew that about your religion. Like Having that weird roommate experience is a rite of passage. It's awesome. But I think we're going to have to rethink some of this with telemedicine, teleeducation, telecommuting. Will it be material? I think it's going to be a little more than you think. Um, <clears throat> I've been approached this week about some business ideas that for the first time in my life, I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do that. Um, defining yourself by spending more time with your children is different than defining yourself by, you know, starting a business with an exclamation point. So you have to find the motivation. And I think a lot of people are going to feel that Again, material enough not to drive. Yeah, I, I uh, <clears throat> first and foremost, I don't know how we get back to elementary school next year without a vaccine. I just there's too many weirdos that will go. Well, I I'm waiting for a vaccine before I put my kids back in school. And then there's gonna be people like, well, I'm not gonna give my kids a vaccine. And there's gonna be people like, I don't want my kids to go to school with kids without a vaccine. I want my kids to go with kids school with vaccines. There's going to be such craziness. Teachers who, let's say, your teachers in a wheelchair. Well, I need my wheelchair cleaned every every three hours now because of COVID. And like, there's eh, compromised teachers either with age or with healthcare issues. Really complicates how do we send kids back to school? How about a compromised kid? We've seen over a hundred cases of what's essentially COVID kid cases now, where a ten year old kid's got the lungs of like a forty five year old smoker. You're like, what? I'm not saying my Like, So there's going to be opportunities in teleeducation. Teleeducation is not going to go away. If you think for just a second that the teaching change from the school yard, okay, children, it's Monday at nine in the morning. Ring the bell. Get off the playground. You have one minute. That world has to change. Does it change completely to teleeducation? No, 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 no. But I think we all see the opportunity now of teachers being able to get into the 21st century with children. And that's not a bad thing. COVID-19 has taught my kids how to open up Google email, Google Classroom, check your email. It's like it's literally like work for them. It's no longer going to the, the playground waiting for the teacher to ring the school bell, which is cool. It's great. So we're moving towards that. We're definitely moving in that direction. So the duration issue is what I think can un- derail the stock market. If we start getting to the point where, like, man, 25% unemployment sucks, and the following month it's like 24%, we're like, man, 24% unemployment sucks, and the following month it's like a 22%. Man, 22 Like, even if it's moving in the right direction, the duration could start to wear on people and fatigue you. Now, again, I'm not thinking that's going to happen. I think major market dips at this point in time are buying opportunities because the United States government's talking about another $3 trillion stimulus. If they weren't talking like that, if they were saying, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you are not paying your taxes. We are not going to support you. Uh, Get used to it. You're on your own. I'm like, wow, we're going to be on our own. I better sell stocks. (laughs) But we've got mother market being supported by the Federal Reserve. And our federal government, that's tough. That's a tough formula to to defeat. I think that wins in the long term. Find me at New Focus Financial.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
3: All J I like alternative music I like going to see shows it's a moment where I'm not looking at my phone disconnect got an email yesterday from a couple concerts that I bought for late summer early fall Ticketmaster basically has given up the white flag is up what was fascinating was my sister on the East Coast also bought some tickets. We were going to kind of exchange visits with one another around tickets. Um, she got her ticket refund that said, you can have a refund now because the show has been canceled and it has not been rescheduled. Therefore, we're we not going to honor the ticket. We can refund you. Or you can choose to take 125% credit to a future event at this one venue, which happens to be a summertime venue. So it's one of those outdoors, not perfect for winter, especially on the East Coast when it's 10 degrees outside kind of concert areas. So she said, yeah, big brother. I um, I just went for a refund. I didn't take that 125% credit because who knows if they're going to reschedule in the next calendar summer. I'm like, I got you, sister. I'm like, you didn't take that 150% deal where... If you spend $100 on tickets, I'd give you $150 credit on any future concert that you buy on Ticketmaster. She goes, no. Mine said I could only use it at the venue. I said, weird, because mine says I could use it at any Ticketmaster event. Hers was for 125% for a future credit. Mine was for 150. And I have to now decide, do I want to do that? Am I confident that I, in one year calendar year, I'll want to go to a concert? And I start thinking about it. I'm like, well, how about the kids? How about like the wife? How about the like airfare? Like, what what if it's the show that I want to see in Canada, but I'm not ready to go with a Canadian like uh, health screening test or something? I got a little psyched out yesterday on a decision. Hundred and fifty percent credit, a fifty percent free credit for for entertainment. I'm like, sweet. But then I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna try so I have literally one week to come up with a decision. And I feel like it's a game show decision. Okay, Alan. Okay, I'm going to go with door number two. And like, she's like, really? Door number two? I'm like, okay, let me rethink that. Let me rethink you just, You just you showed me the dangers of door number two with the way you moved your eyebrow. So that extra 50% is kind of intriguing to me. Is it intriguing to you? It should be. It's not like I just got a pay increase by 50% for my entertainment for next year. It's intriguing. Nike has reopened almost all stores in China and South Korea. Thank you, Nike. Thank you. I actually don't really care, do I? I own shares in Nike, but at the same time, I'm like, that's good news, I guess. I I don't think it's going to smooth out the results. I don't think suddenly Nike is going to be like COVID-free. 100% of its company-owned stores and over 95% of its partner stores in China are open and South Korea. So... We're going to reopen unless we're like way worse than China. And does anyone think we're way worse than China? No. When we start thinking we're way worse than China, we're just, ah, they're just lying anyway. It's weird (laughs) how we compare ourselves as a nation. Oh, Facebook just bought a company. I kind of like seeing deals during times of stress. What intrigues one company to unlock their, how shall we say, purse for another company? Facebook's going to uh, – they're buying Giphy. I'm like, Giphy? Isn't that that company where you show your kids uh, yeah, a text message of, like, they just won a soccer championship. So you, like, show Chris Farley, rip it off his shirt and celebrate it on a touchdown. And, like, <laughs> you show the kids how excited the parents are. Like, isn't that just a Giphy? Facebook's buying Giphy? I have Giphy on my phone, and it comes up with stupid instant messaging images. It makes conversations a little more entertaining. So Facebook says the way we want to integrate their GIF library into Instagram and other apps so that people can find just the right way to express themselves. I'm like, Giphy? Facebook bought Giphy? They didn't buy a company that suddenly does, like, jet rocket propulsion so that Mark Zuckerberg can get the moon, moon, moon? They didn't buy a company that does networking speeds that suddenly you're getting, uh, you know, 200 bazillion gig downloads and 200 bazillion seconds faster. They buy Giphy? Yeah, that's kind of weird. But I think what I just said was they want to make Instagram a better way of expressing yourself. Okay, I get it. I do get that. I, I, suddenly, I, I don't know what they paid for Giphy. Something tells me if they paid a billion dollars to show Chris Farley ripping off his shirt in a text message, in, instant message, and people get excited about it. I'm like, that can't be a billion dollars, can it? I don't know. It was not material enough for them to disclose, and they're sticking with that story. Stocks are shrugging off more downbeat news on the retail experience and the job market. Yesterday, we got first time unemployment claims, another 3 million. And we're soberingly adding it up. And we're going, isn't that 30 million people now? Yep. GM, not GM, Goldman Sachs, saying 25% unemployment is on the books. We just have to get there. So stocks are trimming an opening loss. The bad news is out there. Funny how Wall Street works, right? But the bad news tends to get Congress motivated to do something. And when Congress does something, that's code for spend money. Federal Reserve is doing something they've never done before. They're supporting stocks and municipal bonds. And in theory, a bond, if you're dumb enough to buy a bond from, say, Stockton, California, no disrespect against Stockton, but for sake of a financial argument, it's the arm, financial armpit of California. There should be a difference between a Stockton bond, municipal bond, and a Palo Alto municipal bond. And the Federal Reserve is like, nah, we'll, we'll support them both. That's weird to me. I'm Rob Black, talking so all things financial money, investing more.